Good morning. And happy Father's Day to the brethren. I had the opportunity this weekend on Friday to go with my dad out to uh, Lake Darling. We did some fishing, something we both enjoy a lot. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was beautiful out there. The weather was great. And um, there weren't many bugs. And we just enjoyed being uh, with each other for a while. And uh, and then uh, he ended up catching a, a largemouth bass that uh, when he pulled it in, I don't think either one of us would have been surprised to see Jonah kind of crawl out of there. But uh, I know that's a fish story. But uh, anyway, it was uh, a really nice-sized bass. And... Um, uh, and that kind of capped the day off for us, the experience to actually catch something while you're out there fishing. Dad always says he would enjoy fishing whether he caught something or not, but it does make it more fun when you do catch something. And and so, uh, yeah, that was um, it was a fun day just to get to spend with Dad, and, and uh, I hope that um, everyone gets to enjoy their dad as much as I've been able to in the last while. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I learned my love of fishing from Dad, and um, also another thing I appreciate about him is that he not only likes to go fishing for fish, but he does like to go fishing for men. And um, uh, he goes up to the Ped Mall sometimes when he has the opportunity, and and he's always witnessing to people uh, as he has a chance, and so... Uh, uh, I appreciate that, and it's another thing I've learned from Dad. Um, yeah. So, fishing for men. Uh, somebody said to me recently that they would love to go fishing too if they caught something. But the thing is, is it's called fishing, not catching. <laughs> so you do a lot of fishing, and then sometimes you catch something. And uh, I think we we need to understand that too when we go witnessing to people that um, that we're not always catching uh, something. We we have to spend some time out there before uh, before we sometimes see the results of it and the benefits of it. So that wasn't my message, but um, it was uh, a little introduction and a way to say Happy Father's Day to everybody. And uh, so, along that lines, though, I'd like uh, us to open our Bibles to Luke chapter 14. And we'll read beginning in verse 25. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, Jesus said, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intends to build a tower, uh, which of you intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. 
lest haply after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth to, uh, conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. And I'll stop there for now for the purpose of the meditation this morning. Uh, I don't have a teaching, so to speak, or I don't have... Uh, a great lesson or anything. It's just really a meditation kind of on what Christ is saying in this passage here to share with you this morning. Um, a while back, um, I saw a commercial that said um, it was it was uh, about the low prices in a store. And the commercial had, uh, the, the catch was uh, some guys looking at and an item in the store, and he goes, wow, that's a low price. And then he puts that in his basket. He goes to the next item. He goes, wow, that's a low price. Puts that in his item about the third time. Somebody else said, you know, is it really a low price? And he said, yeah, look at it. And that guy looks at it and goes, wow, that's a low price. And it was interesting. It was entertaining in the same way, but it was making a point that what this store has to offer doesn't cost very much at all, so much that you'd probably want to buy everything in that store. Um, and uh, it struck me later, as I'm being exposed to different uh, types of evangelism, um, people who are you know, trying to get... Uh, people interested in the faith, you know, that people are offering different things. Um, when they're trying to get people saved. And it's sometimes I feel like what people are offering is a low price. Um, that it doesn't cost much to enter the kingdom. That the faith is, is cheap. The salvation is cheap. It doesn't cost you hardly anything at all. And so since it doesn't cost you hardly anything at all, why don't you buy into it? And uh, um, that's it just got me thinking about what kind of a salesman am I, you know, with the faith? Uh, am I offering something? Am I being honest about the cost when I'm talking to somebody about becoming a Christian? Um, am I just telling them that they're saved from hell Am I, um, am I just saying, all you have to do is this little thing. All you have to do is say these few words and you're, and you're saved. That sort of a thing. And, uh, so it just got me to thinking about that in light of the passage that we just read. Um, am I being honest about the cost of what it costs to be a Christian? Are we selling a faith that doesn't require sacrifice or commitment when we're talking to other people about becoming Christians. So there are some verses that um, I, I found in the Scripture that I've heard 
used before that kind of would, would go along this line. Because um, a lot of times when you're witnessing to people, you have a couple of verses that you use that you talk to them, key verses that, uh, that you use to uh, present the gospel. And one of them that, that people use is uh, Ephesians 2.8. says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So if you don't have the context of, of what becoming a Christian is all about, um, for, you, for by grace are you saved through faith. All you have to do is have faith, and there's nothing that you do. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. I've heard people really emphasize that. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Um, for this, uh, you, if you do, it's works salvation. And all you have to do is have faith and you'll be saved. And, and it's a gift. The gift, all you have to do is accept the gift and it's, and it's yours. Um, and there's a lot of truth to that. But, but it's not telling the whole story. Um, and it's making it sound, I think, if you don't give more context to it, Maybe too easy. I mean, that's wow. That's that's a low price, you know, um, for for not having to go to hell, uh, for not being accountable for my sins, um, or suffering the consequences of them. Um, Mark, I think it's Mark. Yeah, Mark sixteen fifteen says, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. So, if that's all you hear, uh, all I have to do is believe, and I'll be saved. I've heard people say, all you have to say is this little prayer. Jesus, come into my heart, and then you become a Christian. And that's a, that's a low price. I mean, that is, you know, who wouldn't do that? Especially when you present it to children. Um, that, uh, th- that, it, it doesn't give the, the, the big picture of what you need to give up in your life uh, for, for your uh, Christian faith. Um, Acts 2.21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, actually, in that context, I'm not even sure it's talking about salvation. Although later... I think Romans 10.13, which is talking about salvation, says something similar. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's true in a, a bigger context of understanding what that all means. But if all you have to do is call on the Lord and you'll be saved, I mean, that doesn't sound like it's costing you hardly anything. Okay, It's not talking about making God Lord of your life and putting your will under his, and that sort of thing, depending on how you present that. Okay, It's true in one sense, but in the other sense, it's not giving the whole picture, um, if, if that's all that you present. Um, again, this is not a perfectly thought-out lesson. This is just some thoughts about, about how we present the gospel to people. Um, Acts 16.30 says, And... Um, 
They brought, uh, they brought out the prisoners. The jailer brought out the prisoners and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. If that's all you tell people, believe in God, and you'll be saved. Uh, or believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. Believe that he uh, died on the cross for you. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't give the impact of the cost on that. In the context of this story, uh, who that's being told to understands more that there's going to be a sacrifice involved in that. Um, and then, let's see. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Romans 10, 9, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. I'm sorry. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Um, can sound like a pretty easy way into the kingdom of heaven, but you need to confess with your mouth that Jesus is that Jesus is the Lord. It says the, the Lord Jesus. The, that lordship idea needs to be understand, understood better by people before they make that decision of uh, of entering into the kingdom of heaven, of becoming a Christian. <coughs> Are we making salvation a faith-only deal? Some say that faith plus anything is legalism. Um, if you add on to that, that idea that, uh, that salvation is faith-only and there's nothing you do uh, to, to uh, get, uh, get salvation, which when I say we have to do something, you do have to repent. You have to repent. Repent doesn't mean I'm sorry. Repent means I'm sorry and I'm changing my life, like I'm really making changes. So you're doing things that are involved in that, that in and of itself is not going to save you. You, you, are, you are saved by uh, grace, but... But you have to repent. There's, that's a condition of, of that. Um, but uh, if we if you take this where we make salvation a faith-only deal and add on to it eternal security, which some people do, where that nothing you do help, uh, makes you lose your salvation. So you have an easy entrance in, and then once you're saved, you're saved. You can't sin enough to, to uh, lose your salvation. If you uh, combine those two things together, which uh, many uh, churches have done, then you get saved Christians who have no need to change their life, and their security is basically costing them nothing. And that's a pretty low low price. That's a low price. I mean, that's, if, that's, if that's what being a Christian really means, and that's what is being sold to a lot of people. Cheap faith ignores that Christ came to save us from our sins, not in our sins. Cheap, uh, cheap salvation skips the true meaning of repentance, of turning away and changing what you're doing. So, are you offering a no money down, no payment until much later type of a faith, using the salesman analogy? I'd like to, with, with those thoughts, I'd like to go back through and read that scripture again in Luke. What did Christ say about being a Christian? 
because there are a lot of people following him at the time that he's, he says his passage, and I think he's on his way to Jerusalem um, at this point, and there are a lot of people following him for various different reasons, and he didn't turn around and say to them, if you believe in me, you're, 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 you're saved. He said something kind of different. He said, uh, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does, so right there, that's, that's a cost. That's a heavy cost. You have to put God before all of those relationships that are important to us in our lives. That if, if any of those relationships try to get between you and your faith in God, God has to come before that. And that's a real sacrifice that many Christians over the years have had to deal with. And that's not cheap. That's kind of a high price to pay. Uh, to lose relationships and reputation and things like that. Um, and Jesus was very blunt with those people. He didn't make it uh, an easy, low-priced deal. It says, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, in, for which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? If he attempts to finish it and can't, he will be mocked by people. So Christ is saying you need to consider what this is going to cost you before you just become a Christian. He didn't go out and try to get people with a low price into the kingdom. He said this is going to cost a lot, and you need to, you need to sit down and consider what it's going to cost you. Are you willing to make me Lord of your life? Am I, are you, are you basically, are we a slave to Christ? Okay, like it puts it in Romans, in one of the chapters in Romans that we're either a slave to God or we're a slave to our, our, our sins. Uh, are, are we going to make him Lord of our life? That's what somebody needs to consider before they become a Christian. Am I willing to do that? There are things in my life I like. Am I willing to give those up if that's what God wants me to do? Are the relationships I'm willing to to uh, sacrifice if that's what God wants me to do? Those are not low prices. Those that costs a lot, and and I guess you know I, I'm I'm saying we need to be honest with people about what they need to consider before entering the kingdom, rather than just making it sound real easy um, uh, in there. Now, what God offers us in return for the high price that we we may have to pay, is well worth it. There's no price high enough that wouldn't make it worth entering into the kingdom of heaven. No matter what sacrifice it is that, that God would require of you and does require of you at times, it it's still what we get from God, that uh, being able to be in his presence for eternity... Uh, not having to live under the guilt of our sin, even while we're here yet in this world, and and that just having a clear conscience. I mean, it's worth paying whatever I've got. Take it all. It's worth it. Okay, but we need to be honest with people that it will cost a lot, and uh, that's that's kind of what uh, 
what I took from that um, passage there with the idea of, you know, what are we presenting to people um, when we do present the gospel? Um, are we being honest with them of what it, what it will cost and what it might cost for them as they um, consider entering the faith? That's what Christ would that's what Christ did and would want us to do, I believe. That's all I have to share this morning.